Hey guys, welcome back to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 613, being recorded on January 27, 2021. I'm Sebastian Peake. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Brett Van Spruenberg. And let's get some housekeeping out of the way real quick. You can find out when we go live for exciting live events like this podcast recording session by going to pcpro.com slash subscribe and signing up for our our mailing list. What could be more exciting than a mailing list of plain text, mostly plain text emails telling you, hey, we're going to go live. Uh, I write something exciting in it every time. Yeah, Brett does a nice job of mixing it up and maybe injecting a little attempted humor in there. That's an attempt. Uh, You can support the site so that you know we keep doing things like this by going to patreon.com slash pc per and throwing money at us for some reason you know that's i think that's what patreon is uh brett do we have anybody to add to the the uh the honor roll we do but i just wanted to say that it's not like your old job where you had people actually tucking the money into your clothing it's totally different than that it's not like it's not it's not that you couldn't go back to that you could go back to that. You yeah. could. It's a, there's a lot of time in the gym involved. It's who has the energy yeah. for that? I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The latest patron, and I just wanted to make sure to get this person or cat uh, right. His uh, their their I shouldn't say his. Their name is uh, Scandral the Game Cat. I'm not sure what that means, but that's who they are. So appreciate huh. it. Thanks for throwing some uh, dollars in the uh, in the bucket and uh, not tucking it into anyone's shorts. Thank you. Well, maybe no. they did. You don't know what they're doing. You're right. Maybe they're they could virtually do that. But kitty. thanks a lot. That's the important. Oh, nice one. Mm-hmm. Nicely done, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. I saw what you did there. Nice. Hey, speaking of nice, uh, this is a time every week where we seamlessly transition to Laramie, Wyoming, to learn about Josh's the partner. home of. The burger place, yeah, born in a barn. They make excellent smoked wings as well. Really, if if you ever go there, I would, uh, you know, it, it's a hard one in between the burger specials that they have and and their smoked wings with angry buffalo sauce. It's truly, truly a wonderful experience either way. But anyway, today, uh, you know, I forgot what the name of the burger was, but it was something special was a uh, specialty kind of brioche bun, almost a pretzel bun. I'm not entirely sure. It seemed a little too mushy to be pretzel, but hey, I've been wrong. But it is comprised of two four-ounce patties, a slice of smoked gouda, topped with caramelized onions, pulled pork, and steak sauce. All served up to you between those buns and it was it was pretty good I, I would I would recommend it maybe not as um, tangy as I was expecting I'm not sure what they used as the steak sauce but it was still filling and I'm not going to eat for maybe 36 hours after this one that pulled pork on top just it's a lot it's a lot of meat that is a lot of meat. I'm going to die by 55, aren't I? I mean, you only Pro- have it probably. once a week. Promises, promises. I've got, I've got seven <laughs> years left. 
I mean, <sighs> you're lucky that you're lucky, as you said, Wednesday only happens once a week. You're you're lucky about that. This is true. Because if it happened twice, you'd be dead at fifty-two. Yeah, yeah. And besides, I mean, I could be showing pictures on Saturday of my pretty much weekly uh, either smoked brisket or pulled pork sandwich. So, ooh, mm. yeah, you should. We'll, we'll be together. Food is mm-hmm. uh, is popular. It's a very popular. I feature. just feel weird taking pictures of it and not eating it. You feel weird taking pictures of your meat. Is that what you're going yes. to say? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And Usually many people appreciate that. Let me tell you. Yeah. yeah. It's a big, big meat show tonight. Josh, does anybody ever look at you funny when you're taking pictures of your food before you eat it, or is that kind of a thing where you're where you're dining? And that's well, I'm normal. usually in my office. I take it to go, oh, so oh, nobody oh. nobody sees me do it. Gotcha. Um, I was just about to ask the same question. We have some AMD earnings to talk about. We do. Um, so AMD made some money. We were all expecting them to. And uh, we just weren't entirely sure how much just because they were so constrained at 7 nanometer and, and they had released uh, their, their new GPU products, their new CPU products. But, of course, you know, these things were just constantly selling out. And we, we had to ask, I mean, are they selling out because there's just such high demand or are they selling out because they just can't make enough? And, and it, probably the answer is somewhere in between. But they made a grand total of $3.244 billion last quarter. That's obviously a new record. Their previous record was $2.8 billion, I believe, the quarter before, and they added another $400 million in, in revenue. Now, a large portion of that revenue seems to come from the, uh, the semi-custom and enterprise. Uh, they've had strong sales of the, uh, the Zen uh, 2-based, you know, Zen, Zen the analog of Zen 3000, uh, the Ryzen 3000 series on, on Epic, and, uh, of course, all the consoles. So all the consoles royalties coming in, uh, which is relatively lower margins. However, the cost and, and R&D of that is distributed, and that money lasts seemingly, you know, a long time, which, you know, you don't require R&D three years from now for stuff that you're still, you know, getting royalties from. So it's a nice chunk of change. And I have no idea how they amortize that. That's way too complex for a simple mind like me. But in the end, uh, they had a, you know, if, if you look at non-GAAP measures, they had some $680 million in profit or, or net income. Uh, but they received a $1.3 billion income tax not a rebate. I can't remember what the exact thing is, but uh, they added that to uh, their bottom line. And so it comes out to be $1.781 billion. My, my addition is bad. Um, yeah, that came out. I was right. It was just $636 million, uh, without the tax and then $1.781 billion with the tax break in there. And so they made some serious, serious cash. They have something like $2.9 billion of cash on hand, which 10 years ago, if you'd have said something like that, people would have said you're crazy. I mean, they have something like $2.6 billion in long-term debt. I mean, you know, financially, the company seems to be doing very, very well, that they're, they've got a pretty balanced sheet and they're, they're, they're 
advancing their their position nicely and they're continuing to um smash earnings as uh as this year has gone by uh with the the amount of demand for um not just CPUs but of course the new GPUs and their new GPUs are competitive even Jeremy was able to buy one the other day a 6800 XT I believe correct Jeremy something a little bit like that oh, okay but anyway yeah oh there it is it's the MSI gaming trio X it sure a very is. fine purchase I wonder why my kitty's meowing at me she probably heard AMD she's gonna jump on my computer and it's gonna explode too watch out here comes the tail here comes the tail here comes the there's there the tail you're into the nose or going for the glasses it's always a lot of tail yeah. on josh's camera feed it's all it's all cgi yeah. there is no it's all meat yeah. and tail for me tonight <laughs> and so we probably can't release this to the general public without sufficient warnings yes but anyway uh yeah the demand obviously is great not only for the 3000 series as we experienced quite a bit of uh not being able to buy those throughout a lot of December and into this year. And then of course the amount of, uh, you know, sales of the 5,000 series uh, of the CPUs that, you know, they've been kind of lumped in there. And I guess that the amount of product being shipped is, is pretty extensive, but the demand is, is just amazing. I guess the PC market grew they figured around 15% last year, which is massive. I mean, because, you know, it had been usually sitting around 2% a year. And, of course, you know, for the past decade, they've been announcing that the PC market is dead and buried. And it just keeps coming back because people keep making software that just continues to push it. And uh, things that you can't do with, you know, a, a laptop. I mean, mine, there are plenty of nice things you can do with a laptop. But there still is... You know the the PC overall is uh, is still very strong, especially you know gaming. And I mean now that consoles are essentially x86 CPUs that are that uh, and and PCs themselves with you know fast NVMe storage and all that stuff. Anyway, um, so that that means that and their revenue went up fifty percent from that fifteen percent increase in the PC market. So that means that they probably took um, market share away from Intel, and the market is still growing. So Intel is, you know, they reported there uh, the week before, and they had like a $20 billion quarter with $5 billion of, of net income. Um, they're doing well as well. They're not hurting, uh, though they are uh, losing market share in uh, data center uh, fairly extensively. Their margins are like down to 49% in data center, which for Intel... That's nuts. I mean, all of their stuff is pretty much 14 nanometer. They're massive chips. Um, yeah, their margins are, are not great. Now, AMD's margins, you know, as compared to Intel, they'd love to have 49%. Instead, they're sitting around 45% part of that is because they are supply constrained. They just aren't able to sell enough parts uh, or get enough uh, 7 nanometer stuff out the door. And also, uh, the consoles, they, they do kind of uh, undermine... Uh, Mar uh, margins a bit uh, just because of the way that deal is is worked out but uh, they expect to have a you know next quarter of 46 percent 47 percent margin and they expect to be within 10 percent 
of this quarter's earnings. Now, that's probably the bigger news because usually Q1, Q2 are the weakest quarters in, in a year, and Q1 especially so. Q2 kind of crawls back up, but the post-holiday quarter, you know, everybody has spent all their money on the holidays. Uh, they tighten the belt in the first of the year. You know, budgets are, are coming out, and they're trying to stick to them, and and so the, the first quarter is, is typically, you know, depressed. Uh, but, you know, in this case, uh, AMD took the uh, the sad uh, treatment route and exposed themselves to plenty of bright light. And uh, they are expecting, you know, in between 3.2 and $3.4 billion of uh, revenue in Q1, which is which is really strong and really kind of unheard of. And they're continuing to address the market with their new CPUs and GPUs. Um, supply is still going to be tight through the first half of 2021, but it will improve over that time. Uh, you'll be able to probably buy a 5600X by the end of February without a problem, unlike right now where you have to go into the new egg select or whatever the heck that or lottery thing is that I... Uh, uh, I actually won a 5600X the other day through my second chance. So I instantly went out and, and bought some other lottery tickets uh, just in case, uh, you know, I could ride that that streak. What do you guys think, AMD? Shooting impressive. fire. Big money. The charts are uh, – the growth is huge. Obviously, they had growth coming into this year, but then – just quarter, to quarter yeah they were i mean it's, it's it was a confluence of events that has really propelled them because i mean just remember you know not that long ago you know they were they were 1.5 billion 1.7 billion was a good quarter for them and then they're like hey we we jumped up to 2 billion and 2.2 billion and then within a year it's oh hey it, we're at 3.2 billion dollars of uh of revenue that's right. That's tremendous. And look at the quarters, like just uh, Q3 mm-hmm. to Q4. They're up 5.4. That's not 5.4 million. Wait, it's in thousands of millions. <clears throat> so 2.8 billion for billion. Q3. 1.9 billion for Q2. 1.7. I mean, that's just, you know, and everybody's pretty excited with... Uh, you know, Q four nineteen with uh, two point one billion. That was that was the most they had ever ever made in their uh, entire existence as AMD, uh, even during the Athlon sixty four days when when you know the salad was green and crisp, otherwise known as the salad days. <laughs> and uh, this cat is killing me. <laughs> but yeah, that's for those three Mike, point Mike pops. Yeah, it's nice the, with the old tail there. Thanks, yeah. Randy. You're you're killing it tonight. She's killing it. Yeah, it, it's now. Josh is not actually clipping chat, and I, I may be too quiet. I'll turn myself up. For live viewers, you get to experience our uneven audio levels, but the finished product is nicely leveled off, even down. Yeah. yeah. Now everybody likes to to root for the underdog, right? AMD, despite all the good news is clearly in the CPU wars is still the underdog. Don't feel sorry for Intel. They only made 78 billion in revenue in 2020, the profit of 3 billion. Don't feel sorry for them. AMD still the underdog. The profit is as big as AMD. 
<laughs> yeah. Not yeah. quite. As big as AMD revenue. But yeah. close. Don't feel sorry for Intel. They'll be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, they've got the 11th gen stuff coming out this March um, on desktop. Yeah. I mean, I think they've already got the 11th gen on uh, mobile. Yep. Or are very close to it. So this cat is killing me today. What are you? Well, you've got a bunch of their uh, pre-built Intel systems with their new GPU in it. Yeah, their new GPU <sighs> as well as their That's integrated weird. Z. X, XE. Sorry, is it, did I say yeah. Z? I meant XE. XE. And yeah, uh, yeah it only uh, you can't buy that third party. Uh, it nope. only comes in um, certain pre-built systems. You actually have to have a special BIOS on a certain chipset. For it to actually work, mm-hmm. so there's there's no use plugging which that is not X570. <laughs> Correct, no. and it's not even the new uh, 590Z chipset. I think it's no, apparently not. It's only the three. Forget what they said series? it was. Yeah, like the 320. Three. Well, that that makes sense. I can't remember what the ones they are. Which one they like said a, it was weird. A business-oriented yeah. machine, or some sort of—it's uh, going to be a pre-built um, <clears throat> integrator kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know if yeah, it'll, yeah that's either SI or OEM, probably OEM. You'll start yeah. seeing yeah, HP OEM. compact machines with discrete graphics. graphics. Yeah, which I mean, it's going to run a lot faster than just CPU graphics, and probably at a price point where you normally would not expect a dedicated GPU. Type discrete, which yeah. you can't buy anyway. So maybe this is a godsend for people who just want like a more capable desktop part. And the important thing is, yeah. if it's 11th gen, that means it supports integer scaling, which is key for your pixel art, DOS box gaming enjoyment, in my opinion. Yes. So much more. We should definitely do some more research on XE gaming. Yeah. I'll reach out to Intel be- and say, hey, can I get one of these GPU like pre-built yeah. systems so I can do DOS box <laughs> yeah. gaming yeah. on it exclusively? Yeah. It seems like uh, it. Uh, it's it's not going to be huge gaming performance, but they're aiming this more at, at actual productivity applications, which can leverage Intel GPU stuff. So, yeah, it uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. But it's not Laravee. Nvidia, not to be outdone. Uh, yeah, they have. Did Soccer. you know that Nvidia makes laptop GPUs in addition to desktop GPUs? It must be something new. Uh, If you look at PCPro.com, you can see this article about their 30 series laptop GPUs have launched, the RTX 3070, RTX 3080 for laptops. But there's no Max-Q branding this time to differentiate like high versus low TDP versions. So as you might infer from the clever tagline, I was channeling Jeremy and I said, mind your TDPs here. And uh, the 30 Series, obviously, it's launching via partners. A whole bunch of partners have 30 Series laptops. I think the official launch has happened, but maybe availability, like actual ship dates are not until next month. I'm not 100% sure on that. I think their CES notice said it was uh, sometime in February. Yeah. Um, I, I remember writing up this one, so I that's sort of ringing a bell, yeah. But the, the thing about Max-Q is that they're making it kind of a feature set it's a set of it's it's a combination of dynamic boost 2.0 whisper mode 2.0 and i was not really aware of whisper mode which actually sounds pretty cool because you at a system level you pick the volume level you're comfortable with and then it adjusts everything isn't that a blue thunder thing 
whisper mode? Possibly. Yeah, Blue it is, Thunder. Josh. Yep. Yeah, only you. Surely was. Not, not all of us have seen that no. namely Sebastian. I have no idea what you're no, talking no. about. He's just some people Blue like Thunder Airwolf. He's, he's a Jaffo. Cinema. He's a Jaffo. What? Yeah, okay. there, there I was, also looked this up. There was a time where, you know, super helicopters came out, and Blue Thunder yeah, was okay. the first. And it was actually a Roy Scheider film, and it was shockingly well done and then there was was this a cartoon that one no are you kidding blue thunder i don't know what it is no it's a rated r serious violent uh police uh show with about uh you know a um essentially crowd control helicopter that that did all kinds of other policey things and they had a whisper mode that you could flip, and it suddenly went from helicopter noise to. Was magic. I sadly never got in a fight with Kit. I mean, it, it or looks, Airwolf. It looks fantastic. Or Airwolf. And this Google yeah. image search result. Look at that. Yeah, Blue Thunder. Cover fantastic art. film. 1983. You'll have this to is watch why. It. I was one in 1983, and I wouldn't have oh. been watching R-rated uh, epic. You got to start sometime. Like Come on. Yeah, you, sh- you yeah. should have snuck downstairs. <laughs> I would have known what I was watching. By the time I was into like, I don't know, R-rated movies, I was probably about ten, and watching like. Your parents let you watch R-rated movies at ten? I don't know if it, wait was the Unforgot October rated R or was know? it just PG? No, it was oh, PG thirteen. Oh, okay. I and, yeah, I was watching PG thirteen, like Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade, Raiders of the Last Ark, Batman, nineteen eighty nine. That, that kind of stuff when I was like eight, nine years old. All right, let's let's Street move past talk. this excitement. Yes. Uh, yep. So the the let me just go back to this graphic. So I have a nice edit point. So it's whisper mode 2.0, dynamic boost 2.0, whisper mode 2.0, resizable bar. Isn't that exciting? That. Isn't that exciting? That. And DLSS on a laptop. And those resizable are, bar on a laptop. Yeah. That is what they're calling third gen Max Q. And look at this graphic. Resizable bar. Everyone's favorite new, actually old PCI Express feature is here on laptops. Thanks, NVIDIA. You can resize your bar and get slightly higher frame rates at lower resolutions today. But not in all titles. No, no. It depends. But the problem with this is, and here I'm borrowing Notebook Check's nice little table here. You are not going to be able to see at a glance by just looking at the branding, whether it's a thin laptop that might have maybe a little bit better cooling system and is integrating a higher TDP version of 3080, or maybe it's using a lower TDP so, version of it because it's so not is it a 3080 or is it a 3080 is what you're saying? Right. It could be the 3080 80 watt or the 3080 150 watt, or maybe it's configured to mm. 125. I don't know. It's 80 to 150 plus. And then on the 3070 can be configured 80 to 125. So the really big gaming laptops, you'll see like a 150 watt version of it. And NVIDIA, at least to their credit, I saw this quote here that they responded to the Tom's Hardware article with a statement which included, quote, we strongly encourage OEMs to list clocks and other technologies a laptop supports, end quote. So they there is going to be a technical disclosure encouraged, but there isn't that at a glance branding and i know we make fun of intel for the you know alphabet soup branding of their cpus but if you learn how to decode an intel cpu you know like oh g7 that's the better graphics versus like 
G5 or G3 and, you know, you know, I7 means better than I5 and I5 is usually better than I3 and all this other stuff. But with NVIDIA, they're, it's like the Apple approach. Like, we have a MacBook Pro and we have a MacBook and we have a MacBook Air. And you pick which one you want. And then within those, there's different processors. That was a bad example. Let's move past this. Uh, what do you guys think it's going to cause confusion with the average consumer? I out definitely there? do. And Max Q yeah. dropping that was sort of silly. And it's supposed to be like implicit now that they've said that, well, the branding never really went away. I don't know what they mean by that because they're not using it anymore. And but what they was the are. It's they a Max- series. Max Q is, Max- is a holistic approach. Hold on, let me find the quote. Yes, I, I, I read it. Oh. It's and a, and they and they invented okay. Max P, you know, the the re, uh, the builders invented Max P. That wasn't even Nvidia branding, but you know, go ahead. No, I'm just I'm just gonna make a Max Headroom reference, but that's okay. Oh, that would have been nice. Yeah. Here, let See, me I remember help that. You. I remember that. I don't know when that came out. Must have been when I was at least three or four. But yeah, it's probably eighty five, eighty six. Yeah. Yeah. Dad, do you remember Art of Noise had the uh, Max Headroom uh, featured song Paranomia? It was in their music oh, video. You want right? me to do one more? Yeah. The early MTV days. Yeah. It was a good Back one. Back when they played music. Yep. Come yeah. sweet slumber and shroud me in thy purple cloak. Ooh, nice. They have a Doesn't retro channel. Line. MTV has a MTV retro. I don't know what the actual name is, but it's in my cable package. And it just it shows music videos. It's weird. You can actually watch a music video. That's without awesome. going. I mean, you can just go to YouTube, of course, and watch music videos. Uh, anyway, we could. Look, I was going to talk a little bit about performance. If you want to follow the link in the news post or just check out Notebook Check, they did a performance uh, review of these new GPUs. And I don't know why they're comparing it against desktop parts here, but let's see. Here's a GTX or GTX RTX 3080 laptop, the Gigabyte Aero 17 HDRYC scored. 6094 in 3D Mark Port Royal at 2560 by 1440. While this 3070 laptop scored higher, 64.27. So that's what you're going to run into. There's going to be overlap where a 3070 with a higher TDP is going to outperform a 3080 with a lower TDP, and that's why we're talking about... Guess you're kind of getting what you're paid for, maybe. Weird. Sort of. That's terrible. What that's the... that's, that's going to bite him in the butt so bad in marketing. Mm-hmm. He never well, at least to with be messy. media. Yeah, media uh, yeah. users are going to like, you're going to go into a you know a Best Buy or wherever you can actually buy hardware. Don't say Micro Center. Don't say Micro Center. And see like a sign that says featuring powerful 125 watt graphics like 125 watts that's more than 80 watts and then the average you know buyer sees the higher number and it doesn't matter if they actually advertise it that way otherwise savvy consumers would be like wait a minute is that the g523l2165 or the gl21647 because the 47 doesn't mean hell even just swapping out a half a gig of ram didn't cause anything for them previously did it Yeah, a, a lot of site traffic. That was a really, really uh, well, good, yeah, sure. good time for the site. All that ninety seventy excitement. Yeah. Okay. What is next on our list? Is it time for our first ad break? No, not yet. No, it's time to get Plexi. 
Uh, wouldn't you love... Like, I, I know that Plex users, by and large, are the kind of people who love paying for all of their content. And why wouldn't they? Oh. Who oh, would yeah. share content when you could pay for it instead? And who, in their right mind, would find entire ROM sets of the, I don't know, classic Atari, like 2600, for, you know, I don't know, a couple megabytes and have every ROM? Or would you rather pay Plex $299 per month if you remember it for if 499 if you're not yeah 499 a month for the privilege of playing beautiful vintage Atari almost three games. dozen just tens hey, of some titles. of those in the photograph if you'll note are from the 7800 the very popular atari 7800 yeah. oh, yes of course with the, one of the greatest controllers in video game console history indeed you do remember it Although, did have basket brawl i i only remember because of angry video game nerd but yes <laughs> uh, but yeah i believe it's like 27 of the old atari and then a handful from that 3800 uh, and why it's not just that you can play the uh tens of games that they offer by paying them this fee, you are now allowed to dump your ROMs onto it and hope that you can make them work. Spoiler alert, they won't. Uh, they don't really mention it, but you've got to install an app called Parsec, which, I mean, if you're playing with ROMs, you probably already know this backwards and forwards already, to be able to enter, to be able to have these uh, libraries from your own personal ROMs showing up on your Plex, Plex server. Except when you do that, it'll show some uh from or what ours tried it and like their a bunch of their various stuff just simply never showed up even though it's a perfectly valid rom and when you went to play it it just sort of hit load and loaded and loaded and loaded and loaded until they got bored and so they reached out and plex said oh you're looking on the faq no no we don't put that sort of stuff on the faq we've got a sub faq that you can then go and visit and so you dig around in there and it gives you some rough advice about you try this, that, and the other thing. But the only point was that unless you're trying this on an actual PC, sort of not the idea of Plex, you won't get an error message stating that your core mapping file is missing, which means you're probably not using RetroArch. And even if you are, you may not have dumped a bunch of stuff into app data and various other things that you have to do to make this service, which you pay for every month work. So a lot of people are asking why in the hell they didn't do any of this on the back end. And even more people are asking, why would I pay you money for this? Why would you pay money to have somebody uh, provide you a pre-configured series of open source or freely available cores or emulators <laughs> in some open source? So that Nintendo sues Plex, not you? Yeah. I, it's, oh. I guess so. <laughs> But then you're, are you not culpable because you're paying? I'm pretty fee? sure that you'd be culpable. Right. I I didn't know that the ROMs I downloaded on the internet and uploaded into my 299 Plex arcade was illegal. The whole thing is just ridiculous. If you know how to configure RetroArch and you know how to add cores and you know how to download ROMs, or if you you know make your own ROMs with your ROM reader and all of your thousands of vintage cartridges everybody has laying around then this is completely pointless and there are very nice looking front ends that you can configure on your yeah mini pc or nvidia shield or whatever you want to use 
uh, Raspberry Pi, I hear, is rather popular. For, True. You know, for such things. And it's time to take a short break here to hear from this week's podcast sponsor. It's the new year, so get ahead with your productivity with the power of Text Expander. Text Expander removes the repetition out of work so you can focus on what matters most. Say goodbye to repetitive text entry, spelling, and message errors, and trying to remember the right thing to say. Using Text Expander, you can say the right thing in just a few keystrokes. Go one up on that simple copy paste. Get better than scripts and templates. Text Expander snippets allow you to maximize your time by getting rid of the repetitive things you type while still customizing and personalizing your messages. Text Expander can be used in any platform, any app, anywhere you type. Take your time back in the new year and increase your productivity with Text Expander. Think about where your organization can share institutional knowledge among workers faster and more accurately, especially in this current time of increased remote operations. Text Expander can help. Visit TextExpander.com slash podcast to learn more. Show listeners get 20% off their first year. That's TextExpander.com slash podcast. Jeremy, you're going to have to help me out with this next one because I cannot. It's incomprehensible to me. A quick Many things are. Sky, what is Skyblivion? Is that a, I assume so it's a combination. If you wanted to take Oblivion and suddenly, you know, upgrade it to run in the Skyrim engine and take your damn time at it because they've been at this for six, seven years now. But boy, it looks pretty. And it's the, the Elder Scrolls Revival Project. It's been around for a while, and they're doing three of them. They're bringing Oblivion into Skyrim. They're bringing Morrowind into Skyrim. And then they're also doing Oblivion and Morrowind just because why the hell not? So they've. it's been a while since we've seen any new teaser trailers of this complete and utter redo. And it's not quite as much a mod as it is a complete remake. So you need to own both games to be able to play it. It uses the assets from the older uh, Oblivion to render in the Skyrim engine. Now, the big thing that they've done is taken the 219 quests from Oblivion and ported them over into Skyrim, which is not necessarily as easy as it might sound. And it looks really good. At 11 minutes into this uh, is a, a look at you know how you'd get the quest quick run through some slaying of goblins uh some obvious yeah this is still work in progress killing the the head goblin that drops the item that you need to prove you've revenged uh or you've avenged this the death of this man's wife and walking back and finishing it off so i mean if and oh if you could only turn the audio on it it reminds us of why we love bethesda dialogue because oh my god it's just it's it's truly truly awful yeah. But that's that's how it was. Huh. Apparently, I can't turn the audio on for some reason. Fair. Mm. I'm clicking audio, and it's doing nothing. Nah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So it, it's it'll be a lot of fun, and like it's been a labor of love for these guys for a very very long time. And I mean, uh, in the link, I also put a link to the last thing update we had from Moro or from uh, Skywind which was last summer or so and looks nicer and is honestly the, the better of the two games because you've got the giant stalkers for fast travel, among other things. Uh, so, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. It's being, it's being worked on. It hasn't died. It hasn't fallen to the wayside. They are still going on it. Yeah, but you've got, you've got horse armor in Sky Oblivion. True. But I always kill the horse anyways. It's... Yeah, it's inevitable. I don't mean to. 
It's inevitably inevitable. He clips into something and dies. It just keeps happening, just like the NPCs they try and make follow me around. Lydia, are you sure you want to step on that trap for the eighth time? Yep, yep, you are. Okay, Um, that's it. I'm looting your corpse and leaving you there. Uh, You know, it has been very hard to find a Zen 3 part, as Josh can attest, because he had to enter a lottery just to be... Just to win the right to buy one. I'm sure you didn't actually buy win a 299 5600X. Yes. Yeah. Right, because you could overpay on eBay any day. I could. And that's where most of them are. And oh, or you could just go to micro. I'm, I don't. No, stop, I don't. Stop. Know. I don't remember what I was. The World say. Shops. On memory Express. Express. Yeah, Memory Express is a good store. Yeah, Memory Express. I remember that. Uh, <laughs> there was an a analysis of the PlayStation Five scalping market done. Uh, by this Michael Driscoll, which was very well received, heavily cited. And he did an AMD Zen 3 scalping market analysis, which is both interesting and also an exercise in how not to make graphs, as we will see in a moment. But he takes some, da- like, there's a really easy to see, like, or comprehend table here, which is for some reason rendered too narrow. But you can see the MSRPs of these CPUs. And you can see how many were sold. He scraped eBay data to find out how many have been sold within a period of time. I'm assuming since launch. He has the TLDR here. And then the median price that they're selling for. So, for example, 5600X. Very popular because it's the best bang for the buck. 3204 sold. Median sale price, $405. They're selling for a little over $100 over MSRP on eBay on average. In the past week, that's dropped to $375. Now, casual scalper break-even is listed at $375. That's assuming you're paying you know, your, your 13% to eBay, PayPal, or now just eBay. Not they have their own managed payment service. And then it says sophisticated scalper break-even. I don't know what that means. Like, you create a new account every time you log, like sell one of these and never pay your fees or something but total sales this is the big one for just that cpu just the 5600x over 1.3 million dollars and then that estimated profits these people have made is about 117,000 well of course ebay paypal has made 135,000 cumulatively 5.88 million dollars in total sales for all of these 5000 series cpus for a profit of nearly a million dollars estimated and could be more depending on you know what the terms are how they're selling nefarious activity but that's that's significant there's other sites that are selling them as well there's something called StockX I've never heard of about 805 have sold there and then some of these charts become this one's fairly digestible but this one down here this is it, it gets messy. It looks like an alligator's eating something. <laughs> it's and it doesn't get any bigger than that. I guess I don't. Yeah. Anyway, mm. it's, do you need it bigger than that? It's just it's just crazy. Like I, this is where you make a pie chart. I think. But anyway. nom nom nom. <laughs> uh, so anyway, it gets. It's. I am assuming it gets better because the prices are. Our data is higher. ugly. Someone post it. Right here, like median pricing has been dropping over time. Back in November, it was crazy, and then it like percentages over MSRP here, and then it was a peak of like 235, 240 percent over MSRP, all the way down to it's kind of flat 
since the middle of December at about 100 and, you know, 140, 150% of MSRP. So that's not bad, right? 150% of MSRP and you could own one of these super great AMD parts that you cannot yeah. actually buy. You so. can. You just have to be patient and obsessive. I just wish people would let you buy the stuff in advance. Like, limit one per address, limit one per credit card, whatever they have to do, and let you just buy it, and when it comes into stock in a, a month later, it ships to you. But you have to sign up to be notified or sign up for a lottery. And Some places aren't even allowing you to notify anymore. I used to get auto-notified at Best Buy because that was the one place that was a little bit off the radar, at least in years past, and I could find something at MSRP when it was sold out at Newegg and Amazon. Those days are gone. Mm-hmm. BH, BH photo. I yeah, think that used to one. be one. Yeah. Not, not so much anymore. Um, CDW, actually, I, I'm going to recommend you guys. I, the price has gone yeah. up. I just went and looked again. CDW, you have to be kind of like a business, I think. I, I don't know. Maybe uh, they. I bought from CDW yeah. before as an individual. Yeah, you can okay. buy as an individual. But their prices tend to be 5% or so above MSRP, but across the board. And- and it was, and it was. Um, I did try and make a purchase there of a 5800X a little while ago, and it was about it was about forty dollars over MSRP, not scalping, yeah. you know, numbers, normal CDW price. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that just bumped another twenty dollars, thirty dollars, from when I last saw it. So they're yeah. starting to get into the game as well. It's supply and demand. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I was actually expecting to see worse numbers uh, from scalpers, like millions and millions of dollars in profits and tens of thousands sold. So maybe that's just, maybe the range doesn't go far enough back, or maybe, who knows? It, it, it feels Josh, like that's where they all went. Josh, they're going to sell it as soon as they mine a Bitcoin. <laughs> sure. We didn't mention where you did that auction. It was the, what, Newegg Select? What is the name of their little auction site? It's the product new shuffle. Egg shuffle. The product yep. shuffle. Doing the new egg shuffle? Yeah. Let's see, new egg. It's a new, it's a new tech shuffle. dance routine. A lot of people are going to be doing it. It's going to be popular. Product shuffle. Let's go over there. Oh, you have to log mm. in? You can't yeah, even it's just expired look at right it? now. Not everyone can shuffle. Yeah, 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 it says uh, expired. People. Please return to our homepage. Have a look at today's tech, tech deals. So there's mm. no product shuffle right now. Mm. Yeah, it, it usually happens in the middle of the afternoon, like around noon or one o'clock mountain time. Uh, but you have to kind of follow uh, Newegg's Twitter handle because they <laughs> will drop hints now and then and a link on usually like a reply on something. It's It's just, yeah, I don't know who, I mean, all they email or, or how that all works but but it's um it's not widely talked about it's like double secret probation i'm sorry that we're talking yeah about i mean that. it's it's still very much a beta so millions Easy of people anonymous. millions of people are going to hear about this from us in our just massive reach that we have probably makes linus cry at night uh Hey, did you? I'm sure anybody who has anything to do with Xbox, whether they're doing the the PC or console or both, I know Jim talked about this a while back. You know, you can get like the Game Pass, and well, they they had raised the price of Xbox Live. This is a different thing, but Xbox Live is normally sixty dollars a year. 
They doubled it. But then what did they do? They apologized. <laughs> we we listened. We heard you out there in the community. I think what they looked at, like, oh, people are unsubscribing right and left. That's not good. If we lose Jeremy, half of our customer base, is that bad? <laughs> Jeremy, you wrote this very tongue-in-cheek, I think. If you, re- I think you're the one that wrote this, right? Naturally. What, me make uh, fun of yeah, you wrote it. some business hurts? Jeremy helps yes. them here. Yes, you wrote it as if the Microsoft uh, company was doing everyone a favor by doubling the price. Well, and, you know that this is the meeting. Like one of their new up and coming MBAs came. Like, look, there's no way this can go wrong. We're not I mean, making enough money on this. Gold is just stupid. I mean, gold, you don't, you might as well either just get the ultimate or you might as well just get the game pass. But I mean, why don't we just give them both with the game pass? And so that the people that don't really understand that gold isn't that great of value, we just crank the price up. Well, we'll just double it to the point where it's almost the same as uh, the ultimate. And that way, you know, the bright ones are going to move and they'll, we'll get even $60 more from them. Whereas the rest of them, I mean, they're just going to keep giving us that extra 60 bucks when we would normally be making 60, we'd be making 120 or 180. There's no downside to this, except why is everyone screaming at us and canceling their subscriptions? How, how could we have seen this coming? Brilliant move, Chet. And then, uh, because CD Projekt Red has taken over operations at Microsoft, they had to do one of those like heartfelt, we messed up, and you were right to let us know. We're turning this moment into an opportunity to bring Xbox Live more in line with how we see the player as the center of their experience. What does that mean? Look, you doubled the price, and then you had a huge revolt, of course, because I don't know. This took like 14 hours. That, yeah, I thought it was longer. I mean, it That's, wasn't even a wow. day before they're like, "Oh crap!" I, didn't, I think I didn't dare inter- interrupt your read there because I thought your voice was so spot on. <laughs> it's just that corporate BS voice. Like, we we're sorry. We mean it this time. We're really sorry. Yes. We messed up. That's that sounds. Yeah, that's a seedy kind of voice. It is. Hey, Used uh, car salesman. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one right here. Oh, it's great, great, great. Everything that's wrong with this is You guys are going to love it. You're gonna, it's going to drive forever. It's going to be great. It's, We're going to double your... Suspension is really hard. Yeah, but that's the great gas mileage at work, right? Those hard tires. Great gas mileage. Tight, tight suspension. It's it's that sports tune oh, suspension. That's why it's jostling like that over every bump. We had two guys in here the other day who wanted it. Get out of town. I, I've got two offers in right now. I'm telling you what, 5000 over sticker price. It's yours today. It's yours. Right. Walk away with it. Chris Coke, drive away today. Chris Coke. No, walk away. Chris Coke <laughs> dropped another one of his reviews on us. You know, if you uh, if you got that uh, pun there, because we're talking about the drop. Karina, I think it's pronounced Karina. Karina keyboard kit. It's not a keyboard. It's a keyboard kit. Now, the last one of these that he looked at, I think it was pricey. It was like $250 or something. And this is less. I think well, this one it's is not entirely. The finished well, product was 160. It is, but it doesn't include certain things like which oh. plate you're going to get, aluminum or brass. It does not include the keycaps. Does not include and keycaps. Okay. It does not. And I, I have to say that he really, really talked up his lube. I, there's extensive lube coverage in here. If you're interested yep. in all of the salacious details, we're not going to get into all of it here. But go to PCPro.com. 
click on the drop Karina article. His only real issue with it was just how bare bones uh, the software experience is. And this is a screenshot of that software. If it was now, more he polished. Did, he did talk up its programmability. It's, it is it's very programmable. Yes. Programmable keyboard. You could do all kinds of stuff with it. And it is lit. And I mean that in the way that Jeremy doesn't like so much sometimes. <laughs> okay, let's see. So when you order it, you receive acrylic case, PCB, your choice of aluminum, $20, or brass, $30, or copper, $40. Plates. So $120 price listed isn't exactly right since you need to factor in the plate. Okay. And then you have to bring your own switches and keycaps. Okay. Suddenly this, this yes. price is seeing a little, it's seeming a little bit higher. His out the door price, if you, do you want me to just do the TLDR just do the math, on it? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. It's like $300. Okay, so it's about the same as his last keyboard. He's an enthusiast. <laughs> they spent a lot of money on oh, these yes. things. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay, let's talk about Lube. Uh, he got a Lube station. The Lube station. To yeah. speed up the and process. A click-through click in the Lube station. And oh, if you no. want fast Lube, if you want, if you want faster Lube, you can get the Lube station with the special Crytox 205G0. Okay. I'm not sure that I want to look that up. I don't it sounds either. Vaguely, Only trust Mr. Sounds, Lube. you got to bring it to the Lube station. But he was using a switch. Vaguely personal. That with, once lubed, he said it felt almost like typing on bubble wrap. Smooth. Is that I've a tried good that. It's thing? very ineffective. He, has, he uses glorious panda switches. I don't know if he's calling well, them a, glorious or if that's no, the no. brand. That's an in-house combo between two different uh, kinds of switches. He explains Lord. it here. Okay, I, Community I, okay. derivation. This this guy, Chris, Chris, is a keyboard connoisseur. Yes. I do like this photo a lot. I mean, He's disappeared down the panda sometimes. hole. I like the kind of depth of field here, the, the wood grain. It's the nice. wood grain. It's a, it's mm -hmm. a nice feel it's, to it. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. I have to put all this stuff together right here. This looks like a pain. And look, he's, he's like lubing things individually. Oh, yeah. Are you sure he's not painting he's got, letters on? Those, Maybe. Those are real band-aids. the letters on by hand. <laughs> those are real band-aids, by the way. Are they? Just from cutting himself they repeatedly are. trying to put this together? No, no. It's actually a dampening effect. They have oh, just the right amount oh. of dampening. And no, by putting band-aids? Give and cushion. Okay. Yes, those are real band-aids. Okay. Yes, but look at, but that, look the at finished the product. Results. I mean, you could, somebody in the chat says, I'll just get a ducky. I mean, this looks like a ducky. It's a 60% keyboard. I mean, yeah, but the band aids might be too big on the pre built one. You I guarantee sure the, the right I, Yeah. It could be. I don't here's know. His, uh, yeah, zoom streaming. into that. Here's his streamer setup. That's a that, stream deck that, right there. That image gave me cancer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would joke about eye cancer, but this is real. This is this is probably Chris's last review. <laughs> no, no, he's got more stuff in the works. Don't worry. All right. Actually, I don't like the look at the bottom of this thing. Look at the bottom of this keyboard. Don't. It's the bottom of our keyboard looks better than the top of your keyboard. <laughs> Scott Lawson in the same room together. That's all I can uh, say. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> yep. Chris. Chris bought another one for the office. He's clearly absolutely mental for this style of keyboard. I mean that nicely. Fist fights over the keycaps. I mean that nicely. He's he likes it. It is tuned to perfection with his band aids and lube. Yeah, he has. He's used. He's found just the right combination of lube and band aids because obviously the band aids. I guess the keycaps too. That's only Saturday night. Right, the band aids. Well, I'm thinking that the result of friction, but then the lube. I guess he's. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to know what he's doing. 
I did set you up for this, I admit it. <laughs> yeah. I don't, as long I don't as he keeps publishing way. it. You know, if you have to ask... Thank you, Chris. You're not ready for it. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. When, when part of the keyboard building experience is... All right, that will be cut. Uh, <laughs> let's move to picks of the week. Let's move to the picks of the week. Uh, and I don't see one on the list for Josh. Josh, do you have some? Well, to you know, at there's us? a good reason for that. I was so impressed by the Microsoft Xbox Gold uh, that uh, I was going to put it in there, but then they suddenly just cut it in half. And that was oh, not worth it. Price cut. Price cut. <laughs> yeah. It's like watching. Yeah, Bitcoin. it was such a good it's deal like last down, week. Up, it only popped up for a limited time. Yeah. I bought Xbox at 60 and it sold it at 120. <laughs> uh,. Jeremy has one though. What? Hold on, this can't be right. Is this like app and streaming related? And this Jeremy? Hold on. No, smartphone it's just the fact that brain. I can't listen to music anymore since YouTube has switched Google Music over to YouTube oh, Play. Oh no, I, I liked I, Google Play. And it was it's wonderful. Gone. It's gone. Play my local music. Don't screw around. Yeah. Yeah. No, we want to make sure you've got about a. F- 15, 30 second load between each song just so that we can show you that graphic you're not actually showing or looking at. And you should be looking at it. It would it would be much better. No, this guy got it uh, an old iPod and with uh, a Raspberry Pi uh, turned it into a Spotify streaming thing. So he can just thing. load up his Spotify uh, playlists, battery and everything included, like 1,000 milliamp hour in there and okay. charge. He even put in... Uh, a vibration motor so that it's got the force feedback like it used to. Wow. And it looks mm. like a pit boy in the text, which also amused the hell out of me. So it was just, you know, if I'm ever going to end up using Spotify, I think I might actually go this way. Unless they can put it in a Zoom. Oh, that's even better. But this is retro cool, Jeremy. I have to admit. Yeah, no, it was more weird. And then I'm looking at it going, you know what? I actually kind of freaking like that. And it's obviously like a, a very bones interface with Spotify because otherwise the lag on it would be unbearable and the video it wasn't. So it's, you know, if you're like me and you just despise YouTube music and, you know, wish you could just play local media or set up something like Spotify without all the extra bells and whistles that come on the damn phone, it's an interesting way to go. Agreed. I, as somebody who owns a dedicated digital audio player, uh, yes, I like being able to just put music on an SD card and put it in my media player. I, I have literally stuck my head in pawn shops looking for like an old, like a Creative Rio or a Zune or like just something that I can throw friggin' music on and plus play. You better wait for the brown Zune. That's all I got to say. Brown. Oh, did they make any other colors other than... They did. I, I think towards the did. end they, they expanded. They had toilet black brown. with like gray buttons, I think. Brown. And that's why it went away. I was in electronics retail when the Zune launched. I've probably told the story before. And they sat in our display case and they sat and they sat and they went on clearance. I should have bought one. I should have bought a Zune HD. Those had a beautiful oh, OLED yeah. display. Very nice little... Imagine players. what you could do with that now. I mean, removing the Zoom guts and doing something else inside of it. Brett, you have a pick. I do. And for those people who manage remote servers, this might be sort of interesting that if you are not, you know, using server hardware, which comes with like IPMI or remote management, 
for those people who are sort of familiar with that sort of thing, this is a DIY project that does essentially all of this with a Raspberry Pi. And they do a way to um, remote keyboard, remote video, and allow you to interface with a system that will um, allow you to remove USB and remount USBs remotely. It'll allow you to manipulate a standard ATX power supply with a small external um, <clears throat> interrupter for the, the power pins against the motherboard. It's, uh, it's, it is a tremendous savings against a real remote. It's an IP KVM. So it's an IP uh, over the network switch. If you have like a server that you're running at home, a Plex box or Unraid something that you've got uh, running at home and you're accessing it, something goes wrong and nobody's here, this, it would be a great way for you to remote in and, and fix servers remotely. Or you're maybe installing something that's difficult to reach or you're working on sort of more consumerish hardware that doesn't have an IPMI interface or remote management. This is a way to add it to uh, a server. Cheap. 30 bucks and up. And it's a DIY project. You can feel good about the fact that you made it yourself. And it's it's cool and functional and cheap. Hmm. And low cost. And low cost. Not and cheap as in like terrible, but inexpensive. Right. Yeah, yes. inexpensive. And useful. Mm-hmm. Anything else? No, I'm good. Okay. It's economical. Yes, button pusher, economical. Yes, see? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's it doesn't cost a lot. Right. That's not too hard on the pocketbook. No. Uh, and it's useful. Mm-hmm. Anything else, gentlemen, before we end this thing? At the one uh, hour and five minute mark. Have you seen what the MSI put in their... Uh, yes. Hold on. Let's see. Let me... This is like the most ridiculously cute thing. <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> is it like a, a comic oh. book? Yes. Yeah, it's an open book. That five-step. Super. Did they include a costume you can wear? No, the bastards. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. That'd be, yeah, no, I saw ass. this and I just started laughing my ass off. <laughs> How to use Afterburner. That's nice. Yep. All right. We should end this show. Uh, tune in again next week, probably, for more exciting content, more reviews, and... Maybe maybe we'll be one week closer to actually being able to buy any of the stuff we actually cover, like CPUs and GPUs. That'd be cool. Probably maybe. Not. Probably. <laughs>